Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matt Carroll. I am Jeff Randall. And we are here today to discuss Iron Man 2. Numero dos. Oh, let's just jump right in, man. Spoiler alert. Oh yeah, spoiler alert <laughs> for Iron Man 2. Was it 2011? I think it's 2009? Really? 10? 10. 10. No? It's got to be 10 or 11, because they didn't come out with the well, year no. after Iron Man, Iron Man 1. This is easily Googleable. <laughs> let's not, let's, let's not, not dwell argue, on this. Argue, yeah, let's not argue about it on the podcast. Uh, the internet will tell us the truth. Um, <laughs> the as, as it always all. does. 2010, yeah. Okay. Um, so what came out in 2009? Nothing. Nothing came out in 2009? Nope. It was the beginning of the MCU. They, they, they did those first two movies. And they were and like, they, shit, uh, that did really good. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was their test to see how, how, the, how the whole thing would do and um, pretty, did well. <laughs> so, Clearly. So they, uh, they continued it. Um, well, Iron Man 2, man. What did you think? Iron Man 2, man. <laughs> Iron Man Comma 2, man. man. <laughs> Is that like... Too Fast, Too Furious, Iron Man, Two Man. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> My thoughts on it. I <clears throat> I remember when I first saw it in the theaters, and I loved it. And not everybody loved it, and I was confused. And I went back and watched it recently now for you know this rewatch, and I watch it again. And I still loved it, and mm-hmm. I'm not as confused anymore. I understand that people like didn't quite think it was as compelling. But they're also the kind of people that would compare it to another movie and say it's not as good as that because it didn't have whatever mm-hmm. that was. Like, well, you can't do that. Like, what do you? Uh, what did you see that you didn't see the first time that uh, wasn't wasn't as good to you? That wasn't as good to me. Or like that you could see how other people would see that it's not as good. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, a little confusing. The whole like. It's not an origin story, so you don't have that like compelling survival uh, part of the movie. Sure, because like in the uh, first yeah, one, with the cave with the cave and getting out of that, that was like there was a struggle to be had there. Yeah, he starts on top of the world. Yeah, he, he starts. starts he's he starts Iron at the Man. top. He's dying, so there's like that little bit, and you're like, oh, he's gonna live. It's gonna be fine. Yeah, it, it is. It is less compelling. I didn't. I didn't think so. I can see how you would feel that it's less compelling because you know he's not going to die from a disease. Like that's not how Iron Man's going to go out. Yeah. <laughs> if he's if he's going to die, if he's going to die at all, it's um, obviously which not at this be point, that. Avengers had been announced. So like whatever. But like <laughs> you know he's not going down in this movie, and you also know that a disease isn't going to kill him. But what to me was so compelling about that is the the change it put in his character. Yeah. Uh, when he's, he's like, like, holy crap, I am mortal. Well, there's, yes, by my own hand, he is mortal, but he also like gets real self-destructive. Yeah. Um, when when he says his descent into madness, right before he does the race, he says, "Hmm, got any other bad ideas? <laughs> Let's do a race." He's, he's he's he sees he sees his blood's getting so toxic, and he's like, "Got any other bad ideas?" And then he goes and gets gets in a race car, um, which. I don't know why everyone was freaking out. Pepper's freaking out. He flies an Iron Man suit. <laughs> Faster than sound. Yeah, you're like, he can handle the race. I'm like, pretty sure. Not, no offense to race car drivers, but I think Iron Man's got this. <laughs> not saying I do, but like... No, no, definitely not. Not saying anybody could drive, just that Iron Man likely is gonna be okay. Yeah, he also like has experience driving fast. You see him in the previous scene going... Uh, how far's how far's Washington? Fifty miles. 
He just screeches out. He's he's gonna drive there. He's not gonna fly. He's gonna have fun driving, probably way above the speed limit. But you know what? He gets a pass because he's Iron Man. I trust him <laughs> he on the roads, care. not to hurt people. Um, Did you notice um, the Invisible Woman there? The Invisible Woman. Yeah, Kate Mara. Oh right, I did. I did. <laughs> she, was, she was the marshal. <laughs> yes, I did notice her. Um, which I, oh. I was surprised. I didn't remember her being in it, but that was that was cool. Yeah. Speaking of, um, still haven't seen that movie. So <laughs> I think of her as Underwood's press friend. That's fair. I get that. I can understand that. Uh, something that I noticed in this film that made me um, kind of roll back to holy crap, we didn't notice that in The Incredible Hulk. This movie was the first time that I noticed that they used WHIH News Network for oh. all of their news. Cool. The same one that was in um, Daredevil and the same one that um, they did the viral videos for, for Ant-Man. Oh, That cool. uh, Christine Everhart was the anchor on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's that like multi movie oh, continuity he is way so, back to that. He, they are so mean to Christine Everhart in this movie. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> so mean. Oh gosh. She didn't quite the spread on Tony. And oh. she did an article. When he says I mean I I think I'm normally on board with most of his misogyny. Sorry, I am. <laughs> like normally I know he's doing it in jest and it's funny, but when he told Hammer or when he told her, Christine, Hammer's looking for a slot. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, Tony, that was that was a bridge too far. <laughs> that was a bridge too far." Yeah, but again, self-destructive. Yeah, he wasn't looking to keep relationships open because he thought he was going to die. No, but I don't think he ever is. Just in, like, in, in, <laughs> but in Iron Man One, he does it too. Uh, when, Tony, remember me? No, I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> Just keeps walking. <laughs> I also thought they, they did a few meta jokes in this one that were pretty good. Uh, um, of course, the roadie walking in. Yeah. Roadie walking in. He's like, I'm here. It's, it's me. me. Deal with it. Deal with Let's it. Let's move on. Let's move on. That was <laughs> a great way to deal with that. They also threw, it, they had the shortest appearance of uh, Stan Lee. Yeah. They had Larry the King. Yeah, as Larry King. The shortest appearance of, of Stan Lee as Larry King. And when they did that, uh, he's like... I, they, they immediately uh, Rody Rody asked Tony, uh, "That wasn't so bad, was it?" And he says, "No, no, it was fine." And I think that was a nod to like, we had to do the cameo thing. We got through it really fast. It's fine. It's, it's cool. It's fine. Whatever. Because um, I think on. maybe Favreau didn't want to do that this time. I don't know. That's just speculation. But it just seemed no, like that you, was you have the case. to. It's part of signing on to do a Marvel movie is you got to sure. have Stanley. Yeah, absolutely. But maybe Favreau was like. Let's do this as painlessly as possible. <laughs> and I think they did that. In, it's funny that they did it in both movies, having him mistaken for a different person. Oh, yeah. You have he was Hefner in the first one, in the first one and uh, Larry King in the second one. That's pretty good. I, you know, I prefer the Stanley cameos where he talks. Yeah. Like I, in, uh, in Winter Soldier when he says, I am so fired <laughs> because the suit got stolen. <laughs> I actually really loved his cameo in, I, I believe it was the first Amazing Spider-Man. Do you remember that one? Where he's just he's like a librarian. Or, yeah, he's in the library. Yeah, he's in the library and there's and a huge ex- exploding fight behind him and he's just like this he's old man <laughs> taking out the trash or something. That was so good. 
It's like he just he had his headphones on. He didn't even care. It's probably my favorite uh, Stanley cameo. I like this one in Avengers: uh, Age Two. of Ultron. Yeah, <laughs> Excelsior. Yeah, that was his most extensive. Probably. Yeah. He really like he was a character. He had that. several shots in it. It wasn't just like yeah. here's Stanley and now he's gone. Literally. Uh, well, he's, <laughs> I think he just had the one shot, but it was pretty powerful. No, I meant like camera shots. I knew. Jerk. <laughs> 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 so let's talk about Iron Man two. <laughs> right. Um. A few uh, the the storyline of him him being feeling mortal. I really love the character of Tony Stark, and he's such a compelling character. And looking back at this and knowing where they're going now with Civil War, I can see from this point oh, yeah. how he's kind of a bad guy. Yeah, he's such such a megalomaniac in the beginning when he's given the speech about. Oh gosh, I wish I'd written this line down. He says something like. I'm not saying that never has a has a phoenix tail been better oh, personified yeah. in humanity. From the ashes of captivity, never has a phoenix metaphor been more personified in human history. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm not saying <laughs> that. Like, he's so good. He says four or five phrases there that are just like him just gloating about being Iron Man. He is. Yep. He is the is the it's the first time we've ever seen a superhero. That is gloating about being a superhero. They're they're always so like tortured, and he's not tortured about it at all. The only thing he's tortured about is now he realizes he's not invincible. Yeah, he's dying. He's no longer the invincible Iron Man. He's the poisoned Iron Man. Yeah, and then and then we get him, and not to jump ahead, but we get him in Avengers. Uh, he is again the invincible dude that we all love, but. After he sees the he sees what he sees at the end of that movie, yeah. uh, through he the portal, that the world is a lot bigger than him. Yeah, the world is a lot bigger than him. He is, uh, he's he, he doesn't it, the universe is, is is a vast place, and he's not necessarily ready yeah. to take it all on. Um, and then then we get him again in Iron Man three, uh, where know, he's dealing with that, dealing with that. <laughs> and I, I love that arc, and I don't. And after Age of Ultron, like he's gone through serious shit in every movie. <laughs> like, talk about character development um, g- across movies. So many movies, it just doesn't matter. Uh, so many superhero movies, particularly, it doesn't matter the state of mind from the previous film. They've yeah. done a great job with this this character, leading him from film to film, really well, going through yeah, things. Yeah, that's one of the things that I wanted to mention, is that they made this film feel exactly like it like it was a, a straight up continuation of the last one yeah because like one of the neat tricks that they did is while the paramount logo was was swooping in all the stars were going around and everything they were doing um the speech that he had at the end of that's the, right the from the press conference at the end of the first movie and it's like oh wow this isn't like a several years later this is this is like right after it well it was it, it was, was six, six months, months later. later it was a six month but, time jump from when but the beginning when is Vanko that is was right, working on his yeah. thing Vanko is is Vanko's father's dying uh, who we know from uh, Agent Carter which is awesome yeah but there's a little bit of a time weirdness on it well yeah uh, he's, it says he's defects in 63 we talked about this on the previous cast yeah he defects in 63 and then is uh you know, kicked out of Shield and sent back to his country in like 69, 67. 67. So, the way I see it, he's a Soviet uh, uh, scientist in America, but he must still have good ties to the Soviet Union or something, and then he must somehow defect from them later. 
Yeah. Which I'm hoping they will cover at some point. Because at this point it does seem a little uh <laughs> It's a little, uh, little weird. It's like they just kind of threw a character in and just be like, "Look, we are connected." Yeah, but are you? Because that seems like it doesn't. <laughs> they said before that he wasn't. He's hmm. not supposed to be here in the forties, but it, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, uh, we'll see if it, we'll leave it open for him. If uh, we, we know they're not jumping forward far in uh, season two, but maybe, yeah, maybe it's like a, maybe year a later two. season. Maybe. So, so I like that it's a six-month time jump from the first one to the next one and that also uh, at the end we get kind of put into perspective on when the other movies happen like because the Incredible Hulk was seen in the news um, the news feed while he was sitting in the room with Fury at the end and then the one or the um, the stinger after the credits was when Mjolnir came down and hit the ground and everybody mm-hmm. was doing their whole thing and that's why Coulson got called away so yeah so, like, all of that's going on right about the same time that Iron Man 2 is. And that's why the prelude comic to the Avengers was Fury's Big Week. That's cool. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah, um, and that's, uh, you know, it seems like, at least on the surface of it, at least publicly, that Iron Man's the only superhero in the game, it seems like. Uh, yeah, I mean, there was... currently. There, there used to be Captain America. Sure, everybody knew about. Sure, but he was more of a warrior than a superhero. Like he, he, he really was. He never really operated in America, I with mean, the exception he, of the very beginning when he was with the USO shows. Sure, but those, that wasn't operating. Yeah. He wasn't. He wasn't fighting crime or terrorism or whatever. He was in a war yeah, zone. He was fighting for America in a war zone, and everybody was like, "Yay, Captain America's gonna do it!" And then, yeah. then he's gone. For a little bit, yeah. So, I, so still, we we've never had a proper superhero, and there, except you know, now we know that Ant Man was operating through the seventies, but he was tiny, and no one knew about him. <laughs> I really love that. Like, no one really saw him. Yeah, I love that uh, footage in Ant Man, um, where where they show little tiny Hank Pym yeah. operating as Ant Man, but no one knows about him because he just never really was caught uh, <laughs> doing doing his thing. He just kicked your ass full size. You really want to see what he, or do you really want to see what he can do when you can't see him coming? Yeah. So, I I really like that Iron Man has such a he has God complex basically because yeah. he's the only one he knows about that can do this stuff. Well, and like they they address that like Ivan Ivan Vanko addresses that. When he says, um, "Make God bleed," you, well, yeah. When you make God bleed, no one believes him in, in him anymore. So, like, they know that Stark has a god complex, and he's going to have a god complex because he thinks it's the, he's the only superhero. Yep. So, I'm glad that, that was another one of those meta things. Like, they just know that this is going to be a thing, so we got to address it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's it's just such a. He's just such a megalomaniac in the beginning of this movie. Yeah, he is. Um, and I guess probably at the end. I think he's a little... The expo hot. is your ego gone crazy. Yeah. No, it's not. No. Uh, no. no, of course not. <laughs> he picks up the art. That's art. <laughs> <laughs> the Iron Man things. Oh, That's modern is, art. That's going up. I mean, it's so on the nose, that whole, the whole, <laughs> his whole... Uh, Extreme megalomania, <laughs> like it's just narcissism, and, and they, they even call it at the end textbook, textbook narcissism. narcissism. Agreed. <laughs> so good. Um, let's see other things that stand out in this movie. 
for me, Black Widow. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. Does she stand out in this movie? The way they introduce her is amazing. I was thinking that the entire time. Me too. I was like, who, like, if you didn't know, if you didn't know who Black Widow was, if you didn't know that she was a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent and was a sleeper, and you didn't know that Scarlett Johansson was coming in to be Black Widow, yep. you would not know who this person is until they, the big reveal. Yep. And you're like, holy crap, what? Yes, really? so good. It was so, like, it was so under the radar. It was perfect. And the way they introduce her as, like, Natalie Rushko. Rushman. Rushman. Um... The way they introduce her and have her kind of sidle up to Tony, it feels like she's sidling up to you as the audience. Yeah. I totally bought her as like a, just a smart uh, secretary that like... That also or, has done like fashion legal. shoots. Yeah, she just... Oh, that was really <laughs> funny. Um, she's modeled in China. Have you ever modeled in China? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think my, my girlfriend was watching this with me and did not like... Uh, how Tony was talking about uh, yeah, she wouldn't. Natalie. <laughs> she, I bet she wouldn't. Because, you know, Pepper, Pepper's obviously in love with Tony. Yeah. And it, it did seem like a real jackass thing to be talking about. Especially but, when he turns to her and goes, I want one. Yeah. I want one. <laughs> she goes, no. She is a sexual harassment suit waiting to happen. <laughs> if you keep ogling her like that. Are you Googling her? I thought I was ogling her. I thought her. I was ogling her. <laughs> There's just he's so quippy. It's so quippy. The whole movie is so I'm glad they went this direction rather than like the incredible Hulk direction of just sadness and brooding. Yes. Yes. They 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 knew what they were doing with this one. They they did it 2 years ago with Iron Man 1 and they bring it right back. Tony Stark is just the perfect character to have that kind of quippiness. Yeah. I really hope that Spider-Man Oh, yes. Uh it yes. pulls pulls that off. Yes. Cuz he, he's we've never seen Spider-Man pull that off. Yeah, he's been mostly just a an ass, like a bully of a of a hero. Yeah, which constantly <sighs> poking at his opponents. I'm just, okay with that a little bit. I, I don't know. I do think they did a better job in Amazing Spider-Man actually getting the humor right than they did in the uh, the to- Tobey Maguire ones. But uh, I just hope when they bring Spider-Man in, he's he's funny. Um, he's he's clever. You know, because because also I don't think we're gonna get. As much Robert Downey Jr. moving forward as we have, yeah. Um, even if he, you know, if he survives or whatever, all these Avengers movies, I still don't know that we're going to get a ton of him because his contracts are up and things. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, he. We need a we need a good funny replacement for Tony Stark, <laughs> and I don't know that Tom Holland's going to have the gravitas of a uh, Tony Stark, but. Um, we don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We I'm also hopeful. we also have Paul Rudd, which I haven't seen this scene yet. But apparently, there's a scene uh, floating around the internet, and we're we have, we're not talking news this week either. We're gonna t- we're we're recording on Monday. We're gonna talk a lot a lot of news, uh, catch up for these last couple weeks of news. But um, there's a there's a scene floating around. Uh, that's not on the internet actually. It's it's not floating around. It was at it was at D23, I believe. Yeah. They showed footage from Civil War, and there's apparently like a 30 second clip. Of Paul Rudd, uh, of of Ant Man living in his van, um, and open and and Falcon and Captain America find him and like open his van and he's laying there like he's like and he's like starstruck and he has like a <laughs> stammery conversation with Falcon and uh, Captain America yeah. and he's like starstruck by uh, Captain he's like you're Steve Rock you're Steve Rogers and, like <laughs> he's like 
freaking out. Uh, that yeah, sounds he, fun. He has a real big fanboy crush on Steve Rogers. Yeah, which yeah. that sounds like a lot of fun. It does. I'm glad that I'm glad that it's not Coulson. I'm glad that it's another hero, like another big hero. Yeah. Well, well small hero. <laughs> I'm glad that we came to the same realization at the same time. <laughs> another uh, big name hero. Mm-hmm. That is starstruck by Cap. Yeah, and I, I, I'm just excited that it seems like Ant Man's going to be a big part, wow. which of Civil War, well, small part. <laughs> um, I didn't expect him to play a large role because I don't know. I guess we hadn't really talked about him being in it that much. They talked about Spider Man. They've talked about like we knew that he was on uh, the set. Yeah, we knew that he was on the set, but it seems like based on the Ant Man stinger. And the the clips that they're showing, it seems like Ant Man might be like just part of the team. Yeah, it's kind of like Black Widow was with with Falcon in the uh, in the last. Yeah, um, in the Winter Soldier. They've also shown clips of apparently of. Sorry, I'm just going into news talk, but <laughs> uh, of. Um, You're really excited about D twenty three. Yeah, they have, they showed so much stuff. Yeah, they did. Um, and I and I haven't really been, we haven't really been able to talk about it because I've had the busiest week of my life. Uh, <laughs> And not alone. So, uh, they've also shown uh, Hawkeye and Black Widow fighting. Yep. So, I'm assuming that means they're on opposite sides? Yeah. The, uh, there's a, a rumored um, sides-choosing thing. Not What am I trying to say? Like, there's, a, there's an Who's article on which out, side? Yeah, that rumors that they know which side everybody's on. Oh, yeah? And apparently, Spider-Man starts off on Iron Man's side. Which, Which is what happened in the happened comics. in the comics, and um, there's rumor. Well, not rumor, but um, Tom Holland is on set in Germany with them because apparently there's a big fight between Spidey and Cap. Okay, yeah, I've heard. I heard that too. It's intense. Yeah, but we'll talk about that on Monday. We will. We'll get. We'll dig into it harder. So on let's Monday. talk about Iron Man two some more. Yes. <laughs> I back to Black Widow, uh, which is what kind of spun us out. Yeah, I I just she, she just she sidles up and feels it feels like she's sidling up to the audience in a way that I just felt so uh, kind of taken in by her. And I feel, even though I knew who she was, I still felt like she was doing such a good job playing this. It was almost like she was playing a different character. Yeah. Um. And I, I man, that was just so so well done. Well, I mean, it was like she was a, a triple double agent. Yeah. What is that? What he called her? No, you're like a triple imposter. <laughs> is there any truth to you at all? Oh, I just love. I love that the first time we got to see Black Widow was from the perspective of someone she's duping. Yeah, that just that that set up her character perfectly, rather than just like going with her on a mission or something. Exactly, like she she we didn't meet her as a superhero. We met her as a fake person. Yep. Who she's and and that's just so that's so clever and so bold to do that. We didn't have like a, I, I everyone talks about wanting a Black Widow movie. Um, I'm so glad they didn't start with a Black Widow movie. This yeah. was a perfect introduction to Black Widow. Um, so good, so good. Uh, and the, the the final scene where she has the big fight sequence, where Happy's at the door fighting yeah. one guard while she's fighting fifteen, <laughs> he, like, he knocks the guy out and goes, "I, I got, got him. him!" And then like everybody is in the hallway, just There's like, men like strung up from the ceiling, and yeah, and the one guy is like literally dying, hanging <laughs> from the rope in the ceiling. 
And he's just like, oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Yep. That's so perfect. Uh, that, that scene... I remember that scene being a huge standout for me when I watched it yeah. the first time in theaters, and it still is. Still is such a huge standout scene for me. You know what scene didn't really um, didn't really do much for me is the final fight between um, Vanko, Vanko and uh, Rhodey slash Iron Man. It was sort of short. It was quick. Um, but the, if you if you consider all the stuff that led into it, yeah, I mean there was a whole bunch of lead up with the yeah. drones and everything. The drones, the drone fight was really great. The fo- oh yeah, the yes. drone fight was really great. Where he was flying around, dodging and and yeah. the rockets going and tank shells, lots going of people off in and danger, and people in danger that he's also saving. Like mm-hmm. he drops down beside that little kid, blasts the one army bot, and just like great job, kid, and that flies was- away. Like ah. Really great. It's so nice of you to just to congratulate a little kid for what you did. Yeah. He's he's got a soft heart. I don't know. Tony's got a soft heart. Not for kids. He does. I've seen Iron Man three. <laughs> that kid was an asshole. I love, I love I love how bad he treats that kid in Iron Man three. I'm excited to watch rewatch that. I'm not. Oh, it's so good. Um, <laughs> everyone hates on Iron Man three, but I love it. Um, I really like. I just love any any movie with Tony Stark in it. That's fair. I haven't. I haven't, you just love Tony Stark. I do. I do. Um, even that. The you know we'll get to it when we talk about Iron Three. But it's it's a it's a smaller story, and it's less less going on. And so I understand why a lot of people are, think it's boring or whatever. Uh, but I really, I really, I really enjoy. Just any time Tony Stark's on the screen. And and him being tortured and having PTSD, I think it's perfect. <laughs> um, love it. Uh, I, do, I, I do think one thing they gloss over in this movie, in Iron Man 2, that I wish they did more with, is his alcoholism. Yeah. In the comic books, it's a huge deal that he's an alcoholic. Yeah, yeah, it is. And in this movie, they have one party sequence where he basically drunk drives the Iron Man suit, which is <laughs> not good. And, it, and it's a scary it. scene. And pees in it. But it has a filtration system. He could drink that. <laughs> you could drink that water. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I find... I find that scene to gloss over. Like, I think they were like, "Look, he's an alcoholic. See, just like in the comics, but he's ha, not." It's funny when he does this. No, like he he said, "Anybody who doesn't like it, there's the door," and then accidentally shoots like all the glass yeah. and everything. Like that's terrifying. Yeah, that whole scene's terrifying. To me. It's also <laughs> kind really of funny. Scary. It's also kind of funny, but like. It's really, it's really scary. Like seeing like outside looking in, it's like, ha ha, he's an idiot. But like, people in the room should have been horrified. Yeah, and like run in terror. Absolutely. He just accidentally shot. Like, what if? What if he hadn't been pointing up? I wonder if they'll revisit that in Civil War. His alcoholism, maybe, because I think him dying, he he turns to alcohol while he's while he's while he's dying. Um, but he. He He's just, always he just, been kind of an alcoholic, though. He just destroyed a country. Yeah. In Age of Ultron. Like, yeah, that's, that's but he his, saved everybody. Yeah, the people, but he destroyed their country. Like, it's this. It's a big event that causes... Uh, it's, I hope it will cause some reflection in him, um, and it might push him to drinking again, I wonder. But I, I don't know. I don't know if they'll do that or not. I also don't want, like... I don't know. I want him to be a bad guy. I want him to be a legitimate bad guy in Civil War. Because <laughs> I can see that easy turn in his character 
because he's so walking that line already. He's such so such a narcissist that he could easily tip over that line, you know. Well, yeah, and he's not um, he's not afraid to kill those that oppose him. Like if you remember in the first movie when he went to Golmira and was taking out the um, the Ten Rings guys, mm-hmm. there were those that line of guys that had the hostages that they were all like, put, put, stop, what are you doing? We'll shoot them. And he like targets all of those guys mm-hmm. and then shoots all of them in the head. Oh, yeah. He's, he isn't... He's he, not afraid to kill. Yeah, he's not a... Uh, he's not a Batman. Yeah. Honestly, none of them are, though. There's not really anyone in the MCU that fears killing. Thor doesn't like to. But Thor's strong enough to like just kind of stop most people. Maybe. I I, I guess I, I he's we've never seen him fight humans. That's so, fair. That's he, fair. And and in, in the in the chase of like goblins and stuff, he kills readily. So <laughs> he's always crushing them with his hammer That's and stuff. True. Well, so, yeah, in the the frost giants, he did punch yeah. a hole through that big one. Thing. Yeah, he kills. He kills. He, yeah, um, it's a little more cartoony well, violence though, because he, also they're, though, they're at monsters. that point he hadn't learned humility. Sure, but they're all monsters. Yeah. So it's like it, it, on screen, I don't think it 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 doesn't register as, as murder, yeah. but I guess it is. <laughs> he's it's frost giant murder. <laughs> frost giants are people too. Everyone that Thor has been uh, in, in contact with has, has had fights with have been, you know, sort of monstrous creatures. They're not, you know, even though they're just aliens or whatever. Up until he was going through the um, the shield complex. True. He doesn't kill in that. Yeah. But I think that's, I don't know if that's virtue of him not wanting to or it's virtue of him not uh, being able to as well as well because he doesn't have his powers or virtue of we just don't want to see him like the the screenwriters don't want him killing shield agents <laughs> like that wouldn't be a good that wouldn't be good for Thor, been any of it <laughs> Thor PR like yeah wouldn't have been great would not have been great hmm well who is there any like truly noble Batman outlook kind of guy I mean Cap sort of no man Cap goes into the Nazis firing machine guns yeah well that was war <laughs> yeah but I mean um, again monsters I, right I think I can't remember if he kills in, in Cap 2 but it, I bet he does he might I don't I, he doesn't it, we rarely see someone kill with their, their bare hands we definitely know Black Widow kills oh um, yeah in this I'm thinking of the boat scene in the beginning I can't remember he comes down and fights everyone with his shield but, yeah, uh, which I don't think they show them dying necessarily, but I mean, he does kick the living crap out of that one guy off of the edge of the boat. That's probably, that guy's probably dead. He probably broke his spine and then fell into the water and yeah. drowned. And then all of the people working with Cap, all the shield agents, are shooting people. So yeah, you know, Cap doesn't seem like he has a big problem with killing either. Maybe. So we we don't have that in, in uh, the MCU at this at this point. We don't have a truly noble hero. Well, we don't have anyone that minds a little murder. <laughs> okay, noble hero. A little, little murder every now and again. You know, sometimes it's no problem. Sometimes you gotta murder fools. <laughs> um, sometimes Wayne Brady has to choke a bitch. <laughs> similar vein to that. Similar, similar vein. 
so <clears throat> one of the things that you really notice different between Iron Man and Iron Man 2 is the use of effects in the garage. Hmm. Like the crazy amount of hologram stuff oh, yeah. going There's on. There's a lot more hologram stuff going on. Like before it was let's take this image from this computer, throw it onto this one table that makes a hologram, and then he works with that yeah, on the table. Yeah, but apparently put it in his entire... Yeah, that was the prototype, I guess. Yeah, there's hollow projectors all over that uh, office. Yeah, and now. it's been... Six months. Six months. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, let's take this to production. He's Tony Stark, it's fine. Let's make this whole thing. And he's like playing games with it, he takes this thing, and then like a goal shows up and he just throws it into it, gets points, it says goal, like... What? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's that's some pretty big advancements. Yeah, um, but he's Tony Stark. I'm fine with it. <laughs> it's a little ridiculous, but I'm fine with it. It's a little ridiculous, but it's Tony Stark, so it makes sense. Yeah, I'm okay with it because it's Tony Stark. No, <laughs> although the um, the the sequence of like figuring out the the new element because yeah. his dad put it in a in a video like that was great. I really like his dad I loved, in that. I loved his dad in that. Yeah. Um, Especially when he's like, I want to show you. I did find it. My ass. <sighs> yeah. He, the outtakes. Yeah. He's, he's very, um, he shows himself to be more like the Howard Stark we know. He's a person. In, in that scene. Um, <clears throat> I was joking. My, my girlfriend's a biomedical engineer, has worked in lots of labs and things. Uh she, she was. We were watching that scene where Tony Stark is uh, moving the laser across the room, burning down half the room. Oh and yeah, like, yeah. Moving it, and I was like, "That's how science works, right?" <laughs> <laughs> I think this is this is how science works. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was yeah. like, "Oh yeah, absolutely." Why didn't he just move the thing? To yeah, it was a weird. Yeah. It's a weird scene. Why'd you have to cut half the room down? <laughs> like that's to get to the thing. Why not just move the thing? Yeah. To the. Do you, was there like a build-up that needed to happen over that time? <laughs> I do not know, but it's a, it seems like a super silly way of creating an element. I guess. <laughs> I mean, he built a particle accelerator in his basement. Yeah. Which is a great concept. The the use of cap shield was awesome. <sighs> totally awesome. It was funny. I don't know that it was awesome. It was uh, kind of like, damn, man. <laughs> no respect. It. I loved it. Yeah, that's that's Tony for you. Yeah, true. I need that. I've been looking for that. I need that. You know what this is? <laughs> it's exactly what I need to finish this. That's awesome. Lift up the coil. <laughs> Slide it in. Yep. Perfectly level. <laughs> oh... Well, uh, anything else you, you you wanted to talk about with Iron Man 2? I wish they had stuck with Crimson Dynamo. Crimson Dynamo, is that the vil- a villain? That's uh, the villain that originally had the name of Anton Vanko. I mean, I understand that it's a little bit, I don't know, not necessarily racist, but like... Uh, it's very 60s to have somebody from Russia called Crimson Dynamo. Yes. It's it's a little offensive, but like that's the character. He's a Russian guy called Crimson Dynamo. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not upset about them messing with the character at all. It was still a neat character, and I can still apply it in my head as like that's Crimson Dynamo. They never actually called him Whiplash. No, they never called him 
any kind of like backlash or anything. And he was in a suit that was yeah, similar the, to Iron at Man. At the end, he was in a very similar. He was in, he was suit. in a very similar suit and had the cables exactly like Crimson Dynamo had. So. So yeah, he's 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 a, he's a mashup of those. two. He's a mashup of Crimson Dynamo and Whiplash, and then they had uh, Scarlatti in Agents of Shield, who was the original Whiplash. Yes, and he had um, what did he have? He had that bladed chain thing. That's right. That's right. Was that was that an improvised improvised moment to where he grabbed the chain, or did he have that as a weapon? That's a weapon for that him. he like carried. Okay. Yeah. Well, I know in the comics, I just didn't know if that was just a nod to the comics, or if he actually was that no, character. No, that was that was his weapon in that in that moment. And they kill him, don't they? No. He got oh, he uh, survived. Oh, he cool. got taken away. So we might we might get more whiplash of that whiplash in the future. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I really, um, I, I liked this character, and you know, everybody always insults the Marvel movies for having weak villains. Um, maybe, but this this one was pretty. I mean, I, I enjoyed this villain. I don't. He had good reason for coming after him. He, He's memorable, both in character and in powers. I don't know. I don't think that he was the real villain, though. Justin Hammer was the real villain. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a, a line never, Justin Hammer was a bumbling fool. A line I had never noticed before that cracked me up real hard was the when he called the hammer hammer drones the hammeroids. The hammeroids. Oh. I have to fight off a hammeroid attack. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> I like the um I like the the fight where they finally got surrounded, like when all the drones came in and surrounded them and you get War Machine and Iron Man fighting back to back, like weaving around each other. Absolutely. Gunfire everywhere, repulsor blasts going all over the place. Absolutely. That Cutting scene was drones amazing. in half. It was so good. That was such a great scene. Yep. That was really 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 amazing. Um, loved it. Um, I loved Rhodey throughout this whole movie. Yeah. I, I'm a huge, um... Don Cheadle fan. Don Cheadle fan. Yeah. yeah. Huge Don Cheadle fan. You're right to be a Don Cheadle fan. He's incredible. Yeah. He's amazing, and has, having him, having him as the new War Machine did not upset me at all. <laughs> as much as I enjoyed the first Rhodey, um, he totally... We got a lot more emotion like brother brother emotion In out that, of Terrence yeah. Howard, but this one felt more like good friend, but also soldier. Got to do my job, kind of character yeah. out of yeah, Rhodey yeah. this time. Which I mean, is the Rhodey character? In the I, I feel like the character was fairly consistent, but yeah, I didn't feel I didn't feel the brotherly connection, which we discussed we discussed last week. Um, I'd kind of forgotten how how brotherly they felt in the first one. Um, because well, they don't really feel that way. Later. Sometimes you got to kick your brother's ass and take his stuff. Yeah, <laughs> truth. <laughs> I know I do that all the time. <laughs> um, God, I keep going back to how awesome it was having like Iron Man weaving around War Machine and like the the minigun just turning on its own and targeting on its own and firing and him just firing both both arms. Yeah, that machine was, guns. It, just, was, it was amazing. Ugh. It was it was almost like a proto Avengers two ending, like you know you know when they had the entirety of the Avengers fighting off yeah Ultron yeah it's yeah. very very similar moment except it's just two of them and like fifteen uh, robots <laughs> and like 
They really like robots. They do like robots. Universe. Well, you know, it's 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 kind of like you said, uh, like we've just been talking about. They don't really have a problem with murder in this universe. But I think if like I say murder, they don't really have a problem killing bad guys in this universe. Uh, but if you had a bunch of humans or even humanoids running at the uh, Avengers and they're just like taking them out. I don't know. It that, just yeah, it would not be so awesome. Yeah, it would feel weird. It would feel weird. I mean, they did it with the Chitari, but even the Chitari, they try to make them as inhuman as possible. Yeah, um, they are humanoid, but they're aliens. Yeah, aliens. They they need a large army of like fodder to to kill without remorse, <laughs> like uh, for those big moments. So whether it's ro- whether it be robots or aliens. I remember there being a, a point in comics where Nova, the younger Nova, uh, Sam Alexander, is fighting something and finds out that it's a robot. And he's like, oh, great. Thank God. Now I can let loose. And then he just breaks the ever-living shit out of it. Mm-hmm. Just tears it apart, flies through, like, flies a hole through it. Yeah. And he's just like, whew, that's better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I was okay holding robots. Back. Yeah. I, and it makes sense. I feel like with human villains, they have to prove their villainy before you can have them killed by a hero. That's true. Um, they have to prove their complete villainy and their inability to come back. Yeah, and that's and that's pretty much what happens. Once you know, even those ones that Iron Man kills in Iron Man One, they're like holding villagers hostage and ready to kill kill civilians. You're like, oh, those are bad guys. Shoot them in the head, it's fine. <laughs> uh, but if someone was just like, I don't know, doing a lesser evil thing, and then Iron Man shot them in the head, you'd be like, ooh, you could have handled that differently. You could have just grabbed him by the nape of his neck. Yeah, like, I don't and know held why him up. <laughs> yeah. Why didn't you do that? Of course, it also has to, not just the villainy, but it also had to do with protecting yeah. the, uh, uh, protect, protecting those people, those civilians. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Well, I, I loved Iron Man too. I did too. I liked it a whole lot. I, I I loved it in theaters. I loved it now. I can see why some people thought it wasn't quite as compelling. I still really liked it, and I went to see it in theaters four times. Wow! When it came out, and it took the other three times after the first time for that stinger, like for me to actually finally get a picture of it. <laughs> when it was happening. <laughs> and I put that as my phone background for a good long while. Because mm-hmm. I was so excited about that. I remember the first time that we saw Iron Man 2 in theaters, when, when it showed Mjolnir at the end, mm-hmm. I literally yelled, Oh, yeah! And like held my arms up and everybody in the theater cheered. And I was just, I was going crazy. I was so excited. Well, does that mean you're excited about Monday's podcast, where we'll be covering Thor? I am. I'm really excited about it, actually. Awesome. I don't really have anything else to talk about. Me neither. I think I'm done. We covered... We we went over a lot of things. We talked about Iron Man 2. And lots of other things (laughs) we we weren't planning to talk about. We talked about everything again. (laughs) But, like, from here, moving forward, retrospectively... Mm -hmm. This felt like this was part two of the Iron Man um, origin story. 
Because like, yeah. if you take it as like part one is the first one, and like he builds the thing, and is Iron Man great, and then it's like, oh crap, this is actually killing me. Oh crap, let's do it. Let's find sure. a different way. Oh crap. Yeah, they, okay, they, they, all right. They did a now I'm Iron Man. <laughs> they did an interesting thing of like continuing the origin story elements a little bit by by having the disease be part of it. Yeah, uh, it was basically just I, I'm Iron Man now. I'm being challenged as Iron Man. <laughs> yeah. What can I do? And it also, like, he could have probably just stopped using that device. Yeah. But he was, he's a, I, I, I contend he's that he's addicted to being Iron Man. Yeah. Well, like Jarvis said, like, it seems that the use of the Iron Man suit is accelerating the condition. And mm-hmm. what does he do? He goes and drunk drives the suit at the party mm-hmm. immediately after that. Yep. So he's, he does not want to give up his Iron Man mantle, you know? Nope. So. We'll see where he ends up. And he just gives Avengers. the suit away. Avengers is next. He just gives the suit away to Rhodey. Time we'll see Iron Man anyway. Yeah. But next next, next episode, we'll be recapping and discussing Thor. The very first Thor, which came out in... 2011. Believe, so 2011, yeah. So, alright. Well, we'll talk to you guys soon. We are the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast in partnership with 45 May Magazine and a proud member of the... Giant Size Team Up Network. Uh, if you want to reach out to us, we're at mcucast.com. You can find us at facebook.com slash mcucast, at mcucast on Twitter, or you can give us a call at 573-CAST-MCU. Um, if you'd like to uh, find a similar podcast for the DC Cinematic Universe and all DC television and movies, um, you can check out DC On Screen. They're also a member of the uh, giant size team up network and they're good friends of ours so check them out you know I noticed a couple of days ago that those guys had a, uh, a front page um, episode like they got on the front on page blog of talk. blog talk radio yeah. so you know good for them yeah they, made, to they them. made it over to uh, blog talk and they've gotten on the front page and they're, <coughs> they're doing great over there they're doing alright so uh, solidly check all right. out check out these <laughs> other it's it's actually it's a podcast I really love to listen to I mean I've been a uh, I've been uh, watching my buddy Dave's content for years and years and years, yeah. and just you know, because I'm his friend. But this is actually something I enjoy. <laughs> just, kidding. just kidding, Dave. But um, always like your stuff. <laughs> uh, but no, it's I really, love everything you do, Dave. It's really great. DC on screen podcast. Check it out. Um, well, we will talk to you guys next week.